Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the People by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. That's right. It's another edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm Martin Weiss, joined here with the kid from Kansas City himself, Mark Gunnels. And you know what, Mark? Unfortunately, well, I should say, fortunately for Sal and unfortunately for us, he's not paying either one of our rents nor mortgages because none of us got a perfect bracket, which if you did go to extrapoints.com slash arcade and fill in your March Madness bracket, you didn't get it paid either because there was literally zero perfect brackets from Thursday through Friday for the mortgage madness at, uh, at Extra Points. I wanted to ask Sal... You know, hey, did you like, did you, how did you hedge it? Like, did you hedge some, like, what was your Mattress Mac style hedge for this, this big, uh, this big to-do? And then I realized he probably didn't do it at all because he probably didn't even need to. Yeah. I mean, first of all, shout out to Purdue. Shout out to Purdue. The second one seed ever to lose to a 16 seed. Um, once that happened, I saw a stat that only 0.12 perfect brackets were remaining yeah, after know, the, that or something like that. The 17 Fairly Dickinson alums. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, have you seen their gym? No, I they, they showed their gym like after the game. Like it looks like a high school gym. Like it I'm probably sure fits it like maybe a thousand people. I'm sure there are, I, I am confident there are high school basketball gyms that I've been in that are bigger than that gym without ever oh, seeing it. Yeah, 100%. Hundred percent, but yeah, I mean, besides that, crazy weekend, right? Uh, my Kansas Jayhawks rock chalk. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna let you get there, but yeah. you got there soon enough. Uh, lost in the second round to Arkansas. Heartbreaking game, man. You know, you're up by twelve at one point in the second half. Then you go on a four minute stretch without scoring a single point. Let Arkansas back in the game, but you know, um, no Bill Self. I think. Um, if he was there, he probably would have called a timeout during that stretch because um, our assistant head coach just let it run through. You know, we were going two, three minutes, four minutes without scoring. No timeout called. Bill well, Self would have called a timeout to stop the bleeding, but, you know, it is what it is. I will say this. The idea that you could watch a college basketball game and there'd be no points scored by one team for four minutes, not unique. If you <laughs> Not unique. I tell you, when I was sitting there, especially I was watching the, uh, the pit their first round game, they go up eleven to two to start against the like, Iowa State. Yeah, and they're like eleven to two is like fifteen to three, and at a certain point, you're just rooting for Iowa State to finish with less than ten points, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. Like, is this gonna happen? Is that how it's gonna get to be? But all of these games, they end up coming back down to the wire. But I mean, the idea that Kansas gone, Purdue gone, it's just Sal was right. That's, that's, that's my big takeaway. Sal was right. This is really hard to, it's really hard to get a perfect bracket. It's really, really, really hard. I have two Final Four teams left, Houston and Alabama. I have one, Alabama. You know, ooh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, I think, Mark Gunnels, you might be in danger of finishing last. Me and Sal are in the same boat. He texted me the other day talking about it. He did? Yeah, he was trying to compare our situations because we're both at the bottom. It was like we're pretty much damn near in the same position. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Makes me feel terrible. Um, you know, I don't like being at the bottom. It's very lonely down there. But hopefully uh, I can come on top of Sal at least. Um, 
my team that I do have going to the championship game that's only left, Adam losing, though, with Alabama. So I need them to go all the way at this point to maybe give me some type of glimmer of hope to not be in dead last place. So we'll see how that works out. Jeez, I, had, I had Duke in the Final Four. So did I. I had Duke making a run. Obviously, I had Kansas. And then my sleeper, which was, they got blown out in the first round, I had Texas A&M. They never woke up. <laughs> never woke up. Yeah, that sleeper pick there, Texas A&M. Never quite woke up. But, you know, Mark, you're in a, you're in a precarious situation here, buddy. You got you're, you're, you're jockeying with Sal for last place in the bracket competition of my extra points staffers. And the last time we did this, I told you I'd have confirmation for you the next time we did this. Capital Consequences is on, baby. Lakers make or miss the playoff to make the final eight. Me and Sal are in. I mean, me and Sal are out, and you and Dave are in. So uh, you have two Capital Consequences looming down the pipe. And you may see I wore my cap today because this is the same hat LeBron's had on since about January, what is it, February when he got hurt. He's been wearing this hat and glasses on the sideline. I don't have a cup of wine, but it's because I'm working. Yeah. You got to have the black suit on with the shades, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm missing the shades. But again, you know, I'm working and I'm not a billionaire. So here, this is where we are and what I have going on. Big win by the Jazz. Beating Sacramento on Tuesday of this week. Go ahead, baby. All we need is the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, the Lakers have a big game tonight. We're recording on a Wednesday, March 22nd. They play tonight against the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. No Kevin Durant. No mm-hmm. DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. In L.A. Mm-hmm. Down the street at Crypto.com Arena. Mm-hmm. Big game. Big game. You remember the last time we were talking about the Lakers had a big game? It was actually the last time we recorded this podcast. And then they had a game against the Houston Rockets the next day. And I said, you know what they got to do? They got to beat Houston. If they don't beat Houston, they're not serious. There was no AD that game. Though, we have to throw that out there. All right. I'll throw it out there. Why wasn't he playing? He hasn't been cleared to play back-to-back shit. Hmm. That's what they say. Hmm. The one that really hurt for me, though, is that Dallas game. That was the one that hurt. You want to throw AD out there, too? Because he got spun around in a spin cycle Yeah, no, uh, in the last 40 seconds of that game. Then he fouled a three-point shooter. He missed a free throw. That last minute was terrible. And then you get ganged by Maxi Kleber at the buzzer. I mean, talk about gut-riching, man. That, that was the one that really hurt. That hurt. That one hurt? That hurt. That, that one I, hurt? I, I that one a, stuck you right in your Laker Nation crawl? I, I had to listen to Laker spaces after the game. There's like over 1,000 people in there crying, and it was, it was sad in there. It was sad in the Laker space. The Lakers Twitter space. Yeah. For those uninitiated. Right. Yeah. I, I I thought you know, I thought everybody knew, but yeah, probably everybody doesn't know. Not that. everybody, not everybody is spending their time on Elon Musk's app, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh but yeah, Lakers are I mean, they're still cooked. No, it's they're really not. they're not cooked. It's really just the Portland Trailblazers and the New Orleans Pelicans. If either one of them had any sense of I don't know, draft. Picking the right players. Portland got it right once. New Orleans got it right never. But there we are. If only the number one overall pick hadn't been a bust, maybe just maybe the Pelicans. Can we talk about something positive for the Lakers real quick? What about Austin Reeves? 
What about, okay. How about him okay. carrying the other night? This is what we have, okay. 35 points, carried AD. And he got to the line 18 times. He has a better whistle than LeBron and AD combined. That boy knows how to draw fouls. I love this. What about Austin Reeves? AR-15. AR-15, baby. You know, if people are going to be so mad when Palinka does not re-sign him. And I don't know if it's going to be a bad idea to not re-sign him. Four years, 50 million. This, is, this reminds me of, of, it's similar to Caruso. But we see this across the league. Like, every so often, guys just, you know, they, they become, you know, it's actually, it's a perfect time because it's March. You see, it, it'll be guys who become these, uh, uh, like Spike Albrecht played for Michigan, and he was a runner in the tournament, and he went nuts. He went nuts against Kansas, matter of fact. <laughs> and now that I think about it, he went crazy in that game. But then when you run him out too many minutes, like when Trey Burke picked up three fouls in the first half against Louisville in, in the national championship game, now Spike Albrecht's got to go from 18 minutes to 30 minutes. That's too many minutes. It's too much. Austin Reeves... In a high-level scenario, if you're telling me that's going to be your guy, I'm telling you, good luck. Well, he's not going to be your guy. When you're at full strength and you got LeBron back, he's going to be your fourth option at best, obviously behind LeBron, AD, and D'Angelo Russell. But for this month, I mean, he's averaging 28 minutes a game, 18 points on 55% shooting from the field. That's pretty damn good. And he's giving you five assists and three rebounds with a steal. Like I said, it's almost in 30 minutes a night. So I, I think he's been stable enough to where you can trust him. There's been chatter about should he be in the starting lineup or not because Malik Beasley cannot throw a ball in the Pacific Ocean right now. Wait a minute. I was told that Malik Beasley was going to be the spacing that the Lakers needed. Well, I mean, I was told Malik Beasley, you know, don't worry. He's streaky. He's a streaky three-point. No, he's a bad three-point shooter who shoots a lot of them. Eh, he's not bad. I'll just say he's going through a, a slump right now at this moment, but he's still a guy that you have to account for. It's not like Russell Westbrook out there. You no. could just not guard him. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> okay, here's the difference. Malik Beasley is a bad three-point shooter. Russell Westbrook should never attempt three-point shots. He shouldn't be eligible to shoot three-point shots. <laughs> like, I'm not saying he's, he's not somebody you don't look. Yeah, you want Malik Beasley on a three-point line shooting shots. Yeah. I'd rather he be a better player doing the same thing, though, right? Yeah. Now, Russell Westbrook, you don't want him doing much of anything. Well, I mean, he's a good playmaker, but, yeah, not shooting the ball from the outside. But, yeah, I mean, for Malik Beasley, for his career, he's a 37% shooter from behind the arc. That's pretty good. With the Lakers, though, he's only shooting 34%. So his numbers has went down since he got traded. Somebody told me this about Ish Smith when he was a Washington Wizard many moons ago. Somebody's got to shoot the ball on these bad teams. Somebody's got to, right? At the, at the, somebody has to. Mm -hmm. Malik Beasley and all of his, when he, was, when he came really on with the Timberwolves, right? He couldn't really move too much. He wasn't doing much with the Nuggets. Came on with the Timberwolves. Didn't he get in trouble? Dated somebody that was crazy? Yeah. But anyway, got, got clear to that, and now here he is. Now, was he making bigger shots in, in Minnesota? Yeah, but Minnesota, the stakes are the eighth seed, the play-in tournament. Patrick Beverly standing on the, on the scores table, uh, taking his shirt off of his head like a helicopter, or like, like Eric Musselman after he beat Kansas. You know what? I'm Talk about being unclassy. One second. What are you doing, Eric Musselman? Put your clothes on. Like, seriously, you're an adult. You're like the fourth highest person. Like, 
you know, a college basketball coach, especially a state like Arkansas, rather, he's yeah. probably in the top 10 of highest paid people who live in the state of Arkansas. Yeah. Put a shirt on. You should have a tie on. Yeah. So unclassy. So unclassy. Hope they lose in the next round. I they bet you do it. hope they lose in the next round. Yeah, that was so unclassy. I bet you do. Bill, Any- Bill Self would never. Anyway, no, Austin Reeves is not going to, he doesn't move my needle. That's fine. LeBron's on the way. He does not move my needle. LeBron is not on the way. <laughs> do, you, do you really think LeBron, you really think LeBron is going to come back and make an impact in the next, what is it? By the time people hear this, nine games left? He'll be back within, I would say, when there's about two or three games left. But that's not the question that I asked. Yes, he will make an impact when he comes back. Yes. And they're going to, like I said, we have a bet. So obviously I feel that way. They're going to be in the final eight. They're going to get in the plan, and they're going to make it to the final eight. And they're going to give whoever they play in the first round living hell, whether it's Denver or Sacramento or Memphis. Speaking of Memphis, this is the second year in a row, Mark, in which we've been doing this podcast. I made a grand proclamation, and then immediately it was rescinded. (laughs) Last year it was, there's no evidence that Kyrie Irving will be able to play. Have you read the news in New York? And then literally 20 minutes later, Eric Adams is like, you know what? It's all good. (laughs) This time, I don't know, man. John just checked into a rehab place in Florida. I don't know. Rehabbing from what? I don't know. What's the story? He was only there like three or four days. Hey, he couldn't have been there much longer than that. So... But, uh, yeah, so it looks like Job will make his return tonight, uh, and we'll see what happens with that. But just in general, the Memphis Grizzlies went absolutely nowhere without him. They're still atop the West. You know, we were all expecting them to timber and fall down the hill. But why? They were 20-5 and last year without him. Why do we feel that way? Uh, People, did there was an argument I that thought he was. there was I, an argument that they were better without him last year. Remember that? Yeah, and I that thought, was a whole well, thing. I thought that argument was dumb, and I still think it is. But uh, twenty that, and five without you is pretty pretty telling, though. I'm not saying they're better without him, obviously, but to go twenty and five without your best player, they got a good team. They got a good team, but yeah, I, but I mean, it wasn't and it wasn't just job. And uh, Ja and his Instagram live. It was also Stephen Adams is out, and Stephen Adams is probably the best offensive rebounder in the league. Brandon Clark got hurt; he played big playoff minutes for them. But uh, and then plus two, nobody likes Dylan Brooks. <laughs> like what? Nobody, like, nobody likes Dylan Brooks. So it's it easy to be like, da 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 da, like you know, f the Grizzlies. But they're right there. They're right there at the top of the West, and nothing happened. And you know, I've made fun of it several times. But right now, let's put it like this. Mm-hmm. If Ja didn't have service in the VIP room in Denver, mm-hmm. the Nuggets would be, I mean, sorry, the Grizzlies would be the Western Conference favorites. True mm-hmm. or false? False. False. I'm not buying it. If Ja didn't have service and had played the last 10 games, and let's so, so say, I think they're like uh, uh, six and four in the last ten. Let's say they're seven and three in the last ten, eight and two, around there. No, I don't agree. I, I still think it would be the Phoenix Suns. As of right now, they are at plus four seventy five to win the championship, which is the best odds out of the West. The top two teams are the Bucks and the Celtics. You got the Bucks at plus three twenty five, 
and the Celtics at plus 350. Uh, I think the notion is that KD will be back pretty soon. And on paper, they are the most talented team out of the Western Conference. And then you got the Nuggets right behind them at plus 750. And the Grizzlies are down here at plus 1600. They're actually below the Warriors and Clippers in odds. And also, you have to confactor into that. Brandon Clark is out for the season, like you mentioned. So I think that is another factor. He's a, one of their key role players, uh, a good 3 and D guy. So I don't, I don't think they would be the favorites, whether he was there or not. But at the same time, you know what I will say about the city of Memphis? Mm. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you love that out there in the game? Quoting the great NBA young boy. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah. Look, it, it, <laughs> I just say this. It wasn't until, you know, you're seeing, like, seeing John Morant hug Kyrie, which, whew, what a moment. How, <laughs> what a toxic <laughs> hug that is. What a moment. But seeing John Morant hug Kyrie was bad. It was like, yo, he's back. Like, he's really back. Like, he's he's going to play. Like, the, the, the second best team in the West just got their best player back. And, uh, you know, I, I thought the whole... Everybody's like, oh, he only missed 10 games. The NBA only suspended him 10 games. What's supposed to, I don't think he's supposed to change some... What is he supposed to change? He's supposed to just not have guns. That, that's, a, that's, that's an easy fix. <laughs> yeah. This is not something that we really have to discuss for an extended period of time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it didn't <laughs> seem to be like... I understand, but it's like, your boy didn't break no law. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to get drunk and hold up guns, well, let me tell you something. I grew up with a whole bunch of people that get drunk and hold up guns. Just don't go on Instagram. They're called in Louisiana. Just don't go on Instagram exactly. live with Just it. Just don't go on Instagram live with it. You know what I'm saying? It would be a whole different thing entirely if somebody had taken a picture of him on Instagram. But I digress. He's back. He's back. And I've won a lot of bets on that. I told people job would play this regular season. And you know what I was? Right. Well, since we, we brought it up, um, these couple guys' names, how about that Kyrie and Dylan Brooks jersey swap that didn't happen after the game? <laughs> so let's get to that. I want to get to that in a minute. Okay. I want to talk, okay. to that. Okay. I talk about that in just a moment. Okay. But what I want to talk about right now, yesterday's wife's advice. Did you happen to see that on the timeline? It was to bet on the Oklahoma City Thunder, plus seven. They won outright. Mm-hmm. Now, part of the reason why they did win outright even though I did pick him before this happened, Paul George's knee exploded. Not great. Not great. And it seems as if the Clippers, uh, uh, the Clippers experiment, which began the night that Zion Williamson made his summer league debut, I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Clippers traded for Kawhi. There was an earthquake in Las Vegas. And then down the line, Woj is like, wait a minute. Paul George asked out Oklahoma City, and they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. And, and uh, everybody and your mama picked the Clippers to win the title that year, the year fire, and then and you still had some stalwarts out there this year. But without Paul George, Kawhi playing halftime, and the Russell Westbrook edition, things are grim <laughs> on both sides of the hall in Crypto.com Arena. Yeah, so... Obviously, it didn't look good at all. We're still waiting on updates to see the severity of it. But 
I don't feel good about it. Uh, it looked really bad in his knee. Well, I'm glad went, you don't feel good about it. Went in a way that it shouldn't have, <laughs> wasn't supposed to go. It made me want to grab my knee. I was like, oh, man, that looks really uncomfortable there. Um, and if he's out for the rest of the season, then the Clippers are cooked. I mean, you can't have Kawhi just carry the load by himself, especially with that roster where you don't have a lot of outside shooting. Teams can just pack the paint. And we saw last night at the end of the game, Lou Dort had Kawhi in jail on that last possession. He couldn't even get a shot off. First of all, Lou couldn't Dort, even get a shot off. Lou Dort has been a good basketball no, I love player since the bubble. Yeah. In the bubble, he can people shoot forget. Now. Well, people forget. He had James Harden in hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. they won that game, the Thunder. I mean, the Rockets did. But he had James Harden in hell. 100%. Lou Dort did. Lugans Dort back then. 100%. And, you know, you talk about guys that need to play football. He's good at basketball. He looks like a football player, too, though. Yeah, but like, he, he, like, he could be a strong safety. He could. <laughs> he could. He, is, he, does look like, he does look like he could. Uh, he would be good around the somewhere patrolling the defensive backfield. Yeah. You know who else would be a good safety while I'm on the subject? Davion Mitchell for the Kings would be a oh, really yeah. good safety. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I saw this come across today from somebody on the Action Network. They posted Oklahoma City to win the West. And I saw it, and I was like, that's madness. <laughs> that's absolutely and totally madness. Like, who would do that? Why would you ever do that? And then <laughs> I saw the odds. 50 to 1 for Oklahoma City to win the West. Now, how big of a believer are you in Kevin Durant's ankles, Chris Paul's hamstring, John Morant's sensibility, the Jokic's defense. Paul George doesn't have only got one knee. Kawhi's got none left. The Warriors have a total of eight wins on the road all season. And Kyrie plays for the Mavericks. I mean, it's worth a stab, you know, throw a little change on it. It's not gonna happen. Then we, is it worth the know. stab though? It depends, it depends on how big the stab is for you. I mean, it depends on your financial situation. A, tenth, you know, a two-tenths you, of a unit, one-fifth of a unit. Yeah, why not? Because then you have one-fifth of a unit less than when you started. Yeah, <laughs> why not? I mean, it's like you mentioned, the Western Conference is wide open. We've been talking about it for weeks now. There's not one team on here that you feel like that you know for sure. Like, are, you know, not even know for sure, but there's not a team that you can say with confidence, yeah, this team is coming out the West, Right. I mean, the leader in the West, you know, is the Nuggets. And during this reign of Jokic being the MVP, they haven't made the finals yet. They made the Western Conference Finals one time, and that was in the bubble. So, yeah, I think it is worth a, a small little stab there. Shout out to the MVP dis uh, discussion, righting its own wrongs and coming back into a place of sensibility. <laughs> I just appreciate that. I just appreciate that as you watch Joel Embiid climb the ranks Let's talk about the Eastern Conference, though. Joel Embiid, been cooking, all right? Giannis, obviously, been cooking. Sandwiched in the middle there at the two spot is the Boston Celtics. Last year's Eastern Conference representative in the finals. You thought maybe you saw Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown turning a corner. <laughs> if I remember, just a few short years ago, Jason Tatum dunked on LeBron in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. That was then. And at that point, everybody's like, oh, who's next for the Celtics? They're next. They're up next. Now, apparently Jalen Brown reads the news 
Because he said, I'm sick and damn tired of being linked in all these trade demands. And it's anybody but JT, anybody but JT. And you know what? JT been playing more like a city girl than a city boy <laughs> over the last, uh, well, this is like 10 games or so. Fourth quarters, especially of the last five games, have been atrocious. Jason Tatum. Yeah. So in their last 10, they're five and five right now. And they're in danger of falling to the three seed. The Sixers are only one game behind them. And that's crucial because the two and three will play each other in the second round, assuming they get past their first round matchups. So you would like to have home court in that match, second round matchup. Um, Boston right now, you know, they started off so hot the first half of the season. They were clearly the best team in basketball over the first 30 to 40 games. It wasn't even much debate at that point. And there was questions about, you know, obviously with their head coach situation. We know what happened there. You have a first-time head coach stepping in. And they came out the gates firing on all cylinders. A first-time interim head coach as well, right? I think that's yeah. something we can't overlook. The plan was not for Joe Mazzulla to start to coach this year. Yeah, 100%. It's, a, it's one thing if, if you have a first-year head coach and that's the plan. Yeah. And, you know, another problem with them is Marcus Smart, like he mentioned a couple weeks ago, he said he's been playing not at 100%, and that's why his defense has fell off this year. And he's the glue of that team. He's like the Draymond Green of that team, right? He's the guy that gets the energy plays. He's the defender at the point of attack. He sets the tone for them. And I do think that's been an issue. And then as well, I mean, I know they got Malcolm Brogdon there, but still, to me, they still don't have that calming effect at the point guard position at a consistent basis. A guy that can get Brown and Tatum into good rhythm, get them into good spots. It's still too many times where I see Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown bringing the ball up and having to not only create for themselves, but create for others. And that's not really their game. They're, they're not really playmakers. They can at times, but they're scorers. And to the Jalen Brown point, hey, I get it, man. You've been, at, at times, there's been debates. Jalen Brown may be better than Jason Tatum. Like, we've, we've heard that debate I before. never really gave it a lot of credence. But <laughs> if I was Jalen Brown, I would be like, what are y'all talking about? You know what I'm saying? I never yeah. thought, I never agreed. But if I was him, yeah. I'd be like, yo, at, at the best, we're equals. I mean, yeah. at the worst, we're equals. Yeah. So in his mind, yeah, he, he probably feels that exact same way. In his mind. So the fact that he's always the one that's thrown into these trade rumors and is not Jason Tatum, I can see why that rubs him the wrong way. And then he mentioned how KD and Tatum are friends off the court. They do workouts together and things of that nature. And obviously there were talks about KD potentially getting traded to Boston. So, you know, and then he mentioned the fans in Boston. We know how they're much maligned <laughs> throughout the years, right? So, you know, Jalen Brown's been doing the protesting and, you know, being an advocate for black lives and things of that nature. So, you know, it seems like it's just not a really good mix there. And I, I know uh, the question is, will he end his career there? Or will he be gone? And I think he's definitely uh, not going to be there for a long haul. I, th I think uh, the writing is on the wall there in Boston for Jalen Brown. And I think he wants to be the man somewhere else. Well, it's just, if not the man. Or at least get I, more respect. I was about to say, I don't got to be the man, man. Yeah. But I got to be at least, you know, you know, hell, I ain't trade bait. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what's the deal here? In the finals, I was the best player on the team. Yeah. 
Oh, I guess they forgot. <laughs> so, yeah, I understand his frustration. It definitely has some credence, to say the least. But, uh, and how about, how about Julius Randle, 57? Like, I don't, it was fun with the Knicks right after the All-Star break, thinking, like, maybe they could w- wiggle up in the East. Mm-hmm. I don't know if ultimately they're building anything str- like that'll be able to sustain, but they're a fun team night in, night out. Like just they're a fun team to watch. You know the best. What is, remember uh, the best uh, paint foot uh, paint paint footwork for a point guard? Yeah, Jalen Brunson. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Emmanuel Quick. I like quickly. They got a bunch of Kentucky guys. That's 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 why I'm I'm good with Kentucky. Guys. That's, that's, that's 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 a good place to be for me. But I just I like that Knicks team. But I just don't see like even though they've creeped up to the five. To me, it's still. I put the Cavaliers in there as a team that could fight to win the East. I think the top four seeds have a shot to win the East. I really do. Because mm. Cleveland is so different in terms of their size. Like, if the Knicks had deeper bench, I, maybe I would be there with you. Or if Thibodeau was willing to play mm-hmm. the bench, I'd be there with you. Like, if they, they need, like, two more guys, right? But with Mobley and, and Jared Allen... And and then you got two guards and 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 and, uh, and Garland and, and Mitchell that can both handle and get off. I like the Cavs, man. Yeah. I like the Cavs. If I'm picking against, if I'm trying to pick against, if I'm seeing this 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 uh, discord in Boston, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out who could fit in that slot. Yeah. I think Cleveland could. Yeah. So I don't put Cleveland in that first tier. To me, it's still the top two teams. I don't even put Philly in that first tier. Despite how they've been playing really good lately, they've won eight of the last ten games. I still think the Bucks and Celtics are uh, just a little ahead of those two teams, uh, and and because I think a lot of continuity there, and then also I mean, the obvious with Philadelphia. Are you really going to trust James Harden and Doc Rivers when it comes to playoff basketball? And then even Joel Embiid. I mean, he's getting accused of taking plays off, right? Um, you know, I, I just can't fully get there with Philly. And, and I like how they're playing as of late. And then you, you need something from Tobias Harris. You know, they're paying that guy a lot of money. Tobias Harris is a thief. <laughs> they're, he's getting paid, like, the max. And every time I watch, watch them, he has, like, eight points, ten points. Maybe he gives you 15. So that is just unacceptable. I just can't fully get there. With Cleveland, I think they're just a year away from being in that actual title contention. I just think it's a little too soon there. And then also... You know, I know we love Donovan Mitchell. He's playing really good right now. But if you take away that bubble performance in the playoffs, he's not a really good playoff performer. If you look at his percentages, he shoots a very, very low percentage in the playoffs. He's a chucker, man. He's one of those high volume guys. And I, I have I, I need more vision. I need more efficiency. I have the vision of Donovan Mitchell going against it was Donovan Mitchell and Russell Westbrook. Uh, I want to say it was maybe Mitchell's rookie year. Or the year after, so 2017 and 2018, in the playoffs, and they lost that. It was the first round, and they lost in an elimination game, and Russ went nuts. But I remember Donovan Mitchell was just matching them shot for shot for shot, and I just can't get that out of my head. You know, I, to me, the Jazz is def- is like, I, and he's not a great defender by any stretch, but and that's another like, problem I have with Cleveland. Do with Their perimeter, they have the guys inside. But their perimeter defenders are very lacking. When you got Garland and Mitchell out there, that's a very, very small defensive backcourt. 
in your uh, tandem right there. So I, I do think that can cause some issues, especially when you're going against these guys that have bigger guards, especially like a Boston. And uh, so I want to move on now. But before we do that, let's take a quick break before we unveil a segment I had during football season. I want to bring Brack now, and uh, you'll know exactly why. Caesar Sportsbook, it's not just an app. It's a whole empire. Iconic casinos, hotels, world-class restaurants, it's all yours with Caesars Rewards because every bet that you place, win or lose, earns rewards credits in which you can redeem for hotel stays at over 50 destinations, meals, tickets, merch, bonuses, and more. Get started today. Create an account with promo code OMAHAFULL. 21 or up, 19 or up in Ontario. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one is stopped before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Philadelphia, or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing gambling problems, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 report. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. So, Mark, I used to do Martin's Meatballs of the Week, right? And a meatball would just be somebody that did a brain-headed or dumb thing mm-hmm. in football. It's basketball season now. But after watching what has transpired... Over the last seven days since we last spoke on these microphones, we got to bring it back. And the inaugural, inaugural winner of the basketball edition of Martin's Meatballs has got to be one Dylan Brooks. <laughs> it's got to be. 
Yeah. It's almost as if, you know, remember that whole thing was going back to football with Aaron Foster about the script? Sure. You get the script before the year. It seems like Dylan Brooks got his script in the middle of the season. Because it feels like some WWE type of stuff going on at this point. Well, like dude, the part Colts- of the reason why it feels WWE, because the, 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 the guy comes in dressed like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> he literally dresses like a wrestler. Like Every time I see his quotes on the timeline, I be thinking this has to be like one of those parody accounts. This is not a real quote. And then I go to the profile of who put it out there. Like, oh, this is a real journalist. This is real credible. Like Dylan Brooks really said that. So it's crazy to me. He's like he's fully leaned into that character or whatever that character is. I, you know what he's really honestly doing? Well, first of all, let's set the scene. Kyrie, Dylan Brooks, it's after the Dallas-Memphis game. Everybody's shaking hands, high-fiving. Hey, buddy, where are you going tonight? That level of conversation. Mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks asked Kyrie for the jersey. Yeah. Kyrie comes out of the jersey, which every NBA player in the history of the NBA over the last 20 years has been willing to do. And say, here, you can have it. Just a regular season game, no big deal. Mm -hmm. Now, customarily, you're supposed to accept the jersey in return. Dog, I said on extra points, (laughs) when Kyrie rejected the jersey from Dylan Brooks, this is Dylan Brooks' origin story. This is how he truly becomes the villain that we have been making him out to be. Yeah. Because now, like, it was just the media beforehand, right? Yeah. But now it's in your face. It's not Shannon Sharp on the sideline saying you can't guard LeBron. There's only, there's only 20 people uh, uh, at any given moment in time who are actually in between the white lines. There's supposed to be this mutual level of respect between the coaches and assistant coaches and the players on the court, right? So there's only, what, 10 to 20 people at any moment in time? Yeah. Maybe a couple photogs. You know he don't give a damn about them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Dylan Brooks did have some really crazy things to say about Kyrie about a week or so ago when they played. You know, about, you know, I can't wait to see him try to do that stuff on me when I guard him. And, you know, I'm paraphrasing there. And, you know, Kyrie, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, he see, sees everything. And, and, I, and I think that he knows that obviously it was going to be all the cameras on him after the game. And Dylan Brooks walked up to him. And Kyrie's like, you know what? I don't rock with you, dog. Like, I don't want your jersey. You're Dylan Brooks. Draymond said, I'm not even going to remember you after my career. See, that's where people People's are not even going to remember you. <laughs> why would I want your jersey hanging up? It's not going to be worth anything. That's where people are wrong. Because you know why? Uh, They're wrong? Oh, yeah. We're going to oh, remember yeah. Dylan Brooks 20 years from now? Oh, we'll remember. We'll remember. But the reason why we'll remember is because Dylan Brooks is going to be on TV. Ah. Dylan Brooks, is it, that's the so, setup, right? So are you saying this is what I'm not saying he's, he's doing, doing it intentionally. Oh, okay. I, I think he's in the moment now. Yeah. But... As somebody who's watched all this mess my whole life, yeah, yeah that, that's the setup, right? He's because he's right. Otherwise, we would have no idea who he is, yeah, right? Yeah, but uh, we all do. So you're and saying it's because he'd be talking. So you're saying like maybe a few years here or whatever, we might have Dylan Brooks on extra points. Hey, come on down, pal. Come on down. <laughs> we hey, let's add that we could. Hey, Dylan Brooks, the podcast. I'm here for. We got the Draymond Green show. Yeah, Dylan Brooks needs one. Oh man, it'll go viral. 
Right. You know who doesn't <laughs> is Patrick Beverly. I don't care who. You, I don't care what your uh, what your uh, uh, your pregame habits are, pal. Be a better player, and then maybe I'll be more concerned with what you're doing pregame, whether it's with your wife or not. But this hey, yeah, man. this is how Dylan Brooks becomes the true supervillain. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm all in. I like it at this point. It's fun. The NBA needs needs stuff like this. You know, the NBA is built on storylines, you know, a lot of stuff out, outside of the actual game of basketball. So this just fits right in line with it. And then how ironic is it the fact that he's a member of the Memphis Grizzlies when you have Jay John Morant toting guns? I mean, they're the, they're the new bad boys. Are they the new bad boys of the NBA? Well, the problem was the bad boys <laughs> were deemed bad because they played tough. You know well, it's, not, grind, it's, it's Grindhouse. But, they played tough in right. Memphis. But and you got Steven Adams, he's the bodyguard? I mean, hey. First of all, that was my question. Because, you know, John Morant's always, oh, that's my bodyguard over there. Yeah. The way you move, look like you may not need one. <laughs> yeah, right, but let's take another quick break. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Mark. What's your lemon pepper parlay? All right. So, uh, I know you were ragging on the guys earlier. You're having your fun. But I have to lean into it because we're here now at this point. There's no backing out of it. Give me Lakers on the money line tonight. Wednesday against the Phoenix Suns. It's a pick 'em. It's a pick 'em, Martin. Mm-hmm. No KD, no DeAndre Aiden mm-hmm. in LA. So I'm going there and I'm pairing that same game. Give me the over on AD's points. He's been in a slump lately, man. It's at 26 and a half. He's been getting ridiculed on the online. Laker Twitter spaces are bashing him. They're saying he doesn't have the heart and there's no Aiden. Who's going to guard him on Phoenix tonight? AD's going for 30 plus. So I love 26 and a half there. Well, I don't because I'm taking the Phoenix Suns on oh the money line. Wow. The first leg of my lemon pepper parlay. And then my second one, I'm telling you, Mark, I'm betting the Lakers missed the playoffs. Give me the Utah Jazz against the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, come on, Dame. Please go off Give tonight. Give me the Utah Jazz against the Trailblazers who are <laughs> 0-4 against the spread in their last four games overall. You know what Utah is in the last, I don't know, six? What is six that? Six and all against the spread. Oh, wow. Come on, Walker Kessler. <laughs> Cash me out. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, what's your thoughts? Medical update on Zion Williamson. I saw that tweet. I was Approximately get to that. 20 minutes ago, following a reevaluation of his right hamstring strain, which was sprained, strained in January, I believe January 13th. Zion has been cleared to return to on-court activities. He will be really evaluated in two weeks. The season's going to be over in two weeks. So <laughs> the question that I asked you earlier today, who worked out more? 
us, Eddie at the Bay Club, or Zion today on March 22nd? I think the answer goes to Eddie, even though we cut his workout 10 minutes short. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Eddie at the Bay Club, too. I was going to go there. I mean, we worked out pretty hard today as well. I want to give us some credit, a pat on the back, uh, because, yeah, I feel like I was going to die today. You know, we did all cardio for 45 minutes straight, but it's good. I'm good, man. Got some water now. Shout out to Smart Water. So we're good to go. So you, uh, I'm, I just don't want you to be out here like Zion, man. Body breaking down. Well, he's like, he has like 300 pounds on me. I'm like 130 soaking wet. <laughs> Jets just signed Nicole Hardman. Yeah, I did. Any no, last the, words? I was the Jets thought it was the Browns. Nope. Oh, wow. Okay. Are you good with that? Yeah. I mean, I knew he was going to leave. Yeah. The kid from Kansas City has got no concern. D-Hop's on the way. The only concern you got is will the Lakers make the playoffs? Yeah. Spoiler alert. They won't. <laughs>